right, everyone, welcome to the show. Good to have you here. Tennessee Wildcast, the weekly podcast show by the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. Jason Harmon right here. How's it going, Doug? It's going good. we got Don King sitting over here. Yeah. Todd Azores. We're doing some special stuff today because our guest is a special person, yeah. right? Special guest all yeah, around. Really a special guest that uh, that's a member of our commission. Yes. Uh, uh, this person is one of your representatives out there, but he's not just a, the member of the commission. He's the chairman of the commission this year and heading toward the end of his six-year tenure and toward the end of his chairmanship and we wanted to get commissioner harold cannon on here chairman thank you for coming on here today it's a privilege to be here all right we want to we want to talk a little about uh, how you got where you are and what it's like and how you worked with sportsmen and why it's important the role that you and other commissioners take 13 member commission with some ex officio members added in there too but, yes sir but it's basically a 13 member commission that y'all travel all over tennessee and take calls from people all over the state about things they would like to see done and things that can be done and things that can't be done it's it's a job that's pretty tough because everybody wants something different and your role as a commissioner is to try to make it work as best you can for everybody is that right we try you try we try you yes try. sir you do all right um let's just get right into it commissioner yeah. how how did you how'd you come about being a sportsman i do notice that the 13 people on there like to hunt and fish it is uh, i guess it came from my family particularly my uncles uh my dad's brother, uh, Raymond, is the one who really introduced me to it. And then through scouts, uh, was in the outdoors, and then frankly took a break until my mid-30s when my uh, other uncle. Life getting away for a little while. Life, and Well, and in, good, in a good way, right. being with the kids. Mm-hmm. But uh, my uncle from Nashville took me out on my first duck hunt ever. And I'll still say to the day I die, he took me so he didn't have to get a dog because I could <laughs> retrieve and I could get the decoys and all that good stuff. Uh, but that's how I got involved in it. All right. Fell in love with them, assuming. Absolutely. Right there. Now, you're in East Tennessee, and so. Uh, that's not the duck capital of the world, it's needless not. to say. But if you look around a little bit, you can find them, right? Yes, sir. I suppose so. Uh, how did you I can see where you grew up, like in the outdoors, but. How did you become a commissioner for the TWR? Just in general, how does that happen, period? That is a great question, and that's one we need to have the governor on this show. So uh. I'm still not sure why I'm here. <laughs> um, in all sincerity, I have heard that this is the second most sought-after position in the state, second only to the Board of Regents. Uh, I'll confess to you, it's not one that I sought. And when I got a phone call in January saying my name was on a list – I very sincerely answered, a list for what? (laughs) That's scary sometimes. At the end of that month, I got a call, well, you've been picked. And I said, picked for what? (laughs) Uh, But golly, I'm glad I've had this opportunity. The governor has the opportunity to appoint nine uh, of the commissioners. And then two of the commissioners are appointed by the Speaker of the House. Two are appointed by the Speaker of the Senate. I represent District 2. All the ones appointed by the governor have a six-year term. Those appointed by the speakers have a four-year term. And those are statewide positions. Okay, so you came in in 2012. Yes, sir. And you're going to be leaving in 2017. Yes, sir. Okay, all right. Um, are are uh, Are you happy with what's happened in your six years that you've been here? It's been remarkable. I mean, it, it's had its challenges, but it has been, uh, I mean this sincerely, it's been one heck of a privilege to, to have this opportunity to, to be a commissioner and uh, to be the chair this past year. Uh, I never would have dreamed 
Yeah, what a gift this would be. I, I would. Uh, I could see where people, the board of regents. Maybe I don't know enough about it, but it seems like being a wildlife commissioner would be a lot funner to me. It is. It's been remarkable. Uh, I want to talk about some things that's happened in your course that maybe you're proud of, and and maybe the sportsman will know about them. And maybe so many things happen that I don't think the sportsmen know about with our agencies. Things like new vendors coming in. Maybe that's not important to them. But it's important to making our agency function. Is there any things that happen in your six years that you especially feel proud of or that you think is going to help us down the road? When I first came on the commission, the matter of hog hunting in Tennessee was at its peak of discussion, I'll say. And the discussion was not always pleasant. Um, and in fairness, uh, the dog community uh, was perceived to be demonized, which was never our intent. Uh, we came up with new regulations for hog hunting. They were controversial. I'll have to say that one of the proudest moments related to that is that now our folks are being asked by other states to do presentations on how we're managing the hog population. We're making you know national publications on what are we doing right. And so that's a good feeling. It was hard going through it. Uh, and in some ways, it's still hard. Uh, but at the same time, we must be doing something right. And, later. of course, to describe it a little bit more, hogs in Tennessee, we don't think of them as most of them as a good thing. And That's correct. We, we want to eradicate them. And that means sometimes not really what we call a hunting season anymore. So it sounds like you're saying that we're having pretty good success at eradicating hogs, which can cost millions of dollars of damage yes, to sir. property. And uh, also, they're, they're a big competitor for our native wildlife out there. So it sounds yes, like sir. you feel like we're making strides in that, and other states are wanting to know how Tennessee's being successful. I think the proof is in the pudding, and the fact that we're being asked by other states, what are we doing so that they can implement that, that speaks for itself. The, I guess about the second year I came on board, the commission adopted the moment of freedom, which was the opportunity to give our friends – uh, who enjoy being outdoors, hunting, fishing, or just being out there, but who have accessibility issues, that they have the chance in this state to go places that you and I probably take for granted right now. That's been phenomenally successful. That's uh, That brings a real smile to all of our faces. Okay, and I, I think Jason's putting some stuff behind us about that. Um, the moment of freedom – is for handicap accessible, is that what we're talking yes, about? And blinds mm-hmm. that can be built for them. And of course, we lost Shane Hall a few months back, and Shane was so instrumental in that program. He's just a dynam- dynamic person. Will it continue on? Absolutely. Okay. So it, it has to continue on. It's just it's it's one of those. Uh, Pat said Summit said it best, and that is do the right thing. And this is one of those right things, and our commission has embraced it, our agency has embraced it, and the public has embraced it. You'll be leaving uh, with four others. You've got uh, Jim Bledsoe. I'm sorry, not Jim Bledsoe. Yeah, Jim Bledsoe's Bledsoe, leaving. Yes, sir. Trey Teague's leaving. Jeff McMillan and Jim Ripley. Is that yes, pretty tough to see all these folks leaving at the same time? You know, um, it is a remarkable <clears throat> class to be a part of, mm-hmm. and. I don't see that part being tough only because those four have become some of my closest friends. And so there's going to continue to be relationship well beyond the commission days. I'll miss being a part of the commission. I'll miss being with the staff. They may not miss me some days, and I wouldn't blame them. (laughs) Um, But 
there's relationships that have been developed at all levels that uh, truly are going to be lifelong, very close friends of mine. And, and you look, I was looking at y'all's, all the commissioners, at least a small amount of bio contact information is out on our website, and and everybody's does great work. You, you've got an attorney out there, a successful farmer out there, a dentist out there, maybe a doctor, another businessman who just also happened to win a Super Bowl ring. It's the yes, first sir. time you've ever been on a commission with somebody <laughs> who has a Super Bowl ring on his finger. Yeah, whenever there's something controversial, it's nice to be standing beside him <laughs> he because is, uh, <laughs> he's got my back. I know that he much. He was a Denver Bronco and, and uh, probably played for a team that you liked back in his well, yes, sir. Uh, he was Peyton Manning Center at UT, yeah. and uh, so Trey is just a treat. And loves the outdoors. He's yes, big sir. Big time mm-hmm. into that deer hunting. And I noticed a lot of, when I was looking at the the bows, a lot of folks are like you. They're duck hunters. Several of them are in Ducks Unlimited and, and very avid about getting their ducks and, and making sure that, I'm sure in the management of, of ducks, y'all's part of it, that hunters get everything that they need, which leads to this question. Not everybody can get everything they need, but do you do the commissioners do what they can when they get a telephone call by somebody wanting more information or wanting something to change or not liking what we do? Do you do the best you can with that, and can things be like everybody wants? We do the best we can, and I'll say this. Uh, yep, I'm a member of Ducks Unlimited, and there are a number of us that hunt ducks. That's where we began our journey, if you will, outdoors. I'll promise you that every commissioner's journey has broadened into the fishing, into right. big game hunting and things like that. Uh, we do our best. I will say when questions come up, there's nothing like the regional front desk staff. Right. Uh, it's I am very confident to refer any questions I can't answer to that staff, and they they take remarkable care of our public. Okay, it, I mean it's a there's a you are the representative of the sportsman and it's a tough job and I I don't know if you ever get calls at three o'clock in the morning but I'm sure you get calls sometimes when when uh, not in the most adequate moments probably that you just got to handle. That's part of it. I mean that's what we've been charged with and uh, you get the, we're seeing more emails probably more than calls uh, but somehow our mobile numbers get on the internet and, and we do get the calls. <laughs> Jason's our social media guy. He might have done that. No, oh, sorry. We'll, we'll have a little talk about that. He <laughs> did. All right. Um, you're going to miss it. It's going to be hard for you to let go of a commission. I think you sort of already answered it with all the friends you've made out there. But I guess the question is, what are you going to do now? What's it? Is it going to be hard not to pick up that phone and call one of them and say, what are we doing next month? You know, it's uh, it's like leaving a family. When my wife and I went to our first event in Region 4, it was a picnic. And we got back in the truck after that picnic, and we said, this is family. And I've been around a lot of state agencies, but there is no agency that is a family like this one is. I'm going to miss the family part of it. To be honest with you, having the privilege of traveling this state, I plan on being outdoors more. Good. And just seeing more, maybe participating more in what I've got to see over these past six years. We've got a remarkable state and remarkable resources, and I plan on playing around out there. So. All right. That's great. What, what's the big difference in, in your one year as a chairman versus the other years, the other five years, also serving in other positions, but the chairman is the top position. What's it been like versus your other the other five years? I've looked at the chairmanship as being more of a facilitator, number one. Uh, there's times the chair has to make some decisions, but most importantly, I want to make sure that 
whatever meetings or discussions are taking place are done in a way so that the other commissioners have their input and are fairly heard, so that our sports men and women are heard and have the opportunity for input. Uh, so it's a facilitator role, and I, I do see I have represented District 2 mm-hmm. uh, for these six years. Being in the chair position, I felt the responsibility to represent the state, and I've, I've tried hard to you know, travel the state uh, and be available to folks who want to talk. You have made commission meetings available this year in every region of the state. That is and correct. We have four regions at TDA, that's what we call them. And you've had them in every single one of them. Yes, sir. And uh, people have opportunity to come to them if they want to. Leads me to this question, though. Sometimes, every now and then, on our Facebook page, we'll post something about something that happens over in East Tennessee or West Tennessee. And whatever, the opposite side that's not on says, why don't y'all come over and do that for us in our part of the state? Do you feel like sportsmen statewide are treated equally? Yes, sir. No doubt about it. Um, are they going to get equal treatment at that specific time? Uh, in our agency's timeline, if you will, maybe not. There may be more fish stocked in one area than another. There's reasons for that. There's solid scientific biological reasons for that. Uh, We may miss it sometimes, but that's what the commission is there for. If they feel like that there should be more attention be given to a given area, case in point, Dove Fields in uh, Region 1, that was addressed by the commission. And and so... uh, we depend on the public, too. We are not the know-alls sitting at that table by any means. And there's probably a few people that will tell you that we're not the know-alls, <laughs> yeah. uh, that we may not know very much at all. But uh, <laughs> I guess the we must have input from the public mm-hmm. to do our jobs right and to make sure that there is appropriate attention across this state. All right. And um, – we have committees, and I'm not going to ask you to name every committee because some of them are committees that are they have sort of small rows. But we have committees that have bigger rows. What would you say are some of the bigger committees, especially as it pertains to the sportsmen and, and their interest? Obviously, you have the wildlife uh, and fisheries committees. Uh, those are the ones that people gravitate to the quickest and usually the most. Uh, I would respectfully offer that probably one of the most important committees is the budget committee. There's this perception that we get funds from the general fund, and there are zero funds coming from the state's general fund to this agency. We are funded by the sports men and women of this state and from federal grants uh, and, and dollars. And I say that that committee has a huge responsibility simply because those are all the dollars that we have to steward, and we have to steward them well. Uh, so you don't see many people come to the budget committee meeting, but they probably have one of the biggest challenges that there is. Let's stay there for a minute. And yes, sir. I was describing some of the members on there, and there's businessmen among these groups. All of you have got business to some degrees because you're successful people. I didn't mention you're an engineer. Yes, sir. With your own business. I just make water go downhill. That's all I'm good for. <laughs> you must do it well. Uh, so you have some business sense that you're coming in on our budget as chairman, where are where is the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency? What should sportsmen be thinking about the state of TWRA and its budget today and going forward? A couple of years ago, we had an increase in license fees, and to some, that wasn't very popular. Uh, any increase would not have been very popular. It was necessary. It was well within the bounds of what the legislature established for us. Uh, we just can't arbitrarily raise fees whenever we want. The legislature ultimately approves what we do, and they have set boundaries on that. Uh, 
today I consider that our budget and our finances are in great shape. Some people will see the amount of money in the endowments. I think we're up to $45 million in the endowments. And they go, well, they're flush with cash. Yeah. That's, that's not the case. Uh, we only are allowed to draw the interest off a portion of those endowments, which lately has been around 1%, which isn't very much. Those endowment dollars come straight from the lifetime license that people purchase. And the legislature, in their wisdom, have protected the principal on those dollars. That being said, I think what the Budget Committee has done as far as the fee adjustments and the approval of the budgets, I have to commend our staff. They have really tightened the belt and are doing a lot with less dollars than what they have had in the past. And whether it be putting you on the spot a little bit, maybe 10 years after after Chairman Cannon is gone, whether it be something that has to change at the the way we're budgeted, do you think? Or can TWA continue to be budgeted like it is? I think it's going to have to change, uh, simply because what is being asked of this agency is constantly changing. You go back 10, 20 years from today, and our focus was predominantly, uh, people would say, the hooks and bullets, if you will, hunting and fishing and, and habitat. Look at what we're doing now. We have OHV areas in East Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Our officers are watching over events, whether it be uh, what Knoxville used to have, Boomsday. We are more involved in community and state activities than we have ever been in the history of this agency, and that's going to continue to grow. Yet our source of revenue is the same that it was 20 years ago. And that is the the hunting and fishing public. Other other states get dollars from their general, just from their general taxes, right? Yes, they, sir. They may be a percentage of a gas tax or a real estate tax or whatever. Uh, Tennessee, TWA doesn't do that. We don't get virtually any. to that. No, sir. Should that change? Very careful, carefully, and very intentionally. Uh, we want to make sure, I guess the legislature, however many years ago when the commission was first formed, uh, I believe they had great wisdom in setting up a system which would not shift with the political tides that was happening on the Hill. That's important. You know, you can't make a decision about wildlife and fisheries uh, one year and expect an immediate result the next. It takes time. And so... Not only do the political winds change, but also the biology winds change. We don't want to jeopardize that, uh, not at all. And so to put this budget uh, just as part of the general fund could be problematic, uh, if nothing else, on the political side. So it's going to have to be carefully thought through, but I do believe it will have to change down the road. Okay. Tom Mattel and... I'm sure you'll be watching from somewhere. Yes, sir. And maybe still calling and, and asking what's going on here. I'll Ta- try not to harass them too much. <laughs> I, I think it would be hard not to, but anyway, uh, at least keep an ear to it. And I hope that you do uh, because you've gained a lot of knowledge being in here for these last six years and for a job that you didn't know you were going to have. Yes, sir. And all of a sudden, here you are. Um, 
since you've been here in the last year or so, we've had a <clears throat> we've had a yellow perch. We just had a yellow perch record made state yes, record. Sir. We've had uh, we had a largemouth bass within the last two years. Not, yes, sir. Not during your chairmanship, but since you've been here, which I didn't think I'd ever see broken. Uh, we have had um, a tilapia record broken. It's tilapia are only in one place and not really native, but still a six-pound fish. Uh, that's pretty neat. We had a brook trout broken about the time you started. It, uh, people went crazy over that. And now we've had this world record, pending world record. We're calling it world record. Yes, sir. Um, a deer that was taken by a young man from Gallatin named Stephen Tucker. All these world, all these records are cool, uh, they're, but they're not necessarily realistic to what goes on uh, across the state. Um opportunity out there if somebody has an opportunity they might get lucky and, and, and catch or kill one of these beautiful critters but but if they have opportunity to just go and catch or hunt something uh, i think they're happy do you feel like the opportunity's there today more than ever in tennessee no question about it these records are phenomenal and i think it is a a great testimony to what our staff has accomplished over the years uh, it draws attention to what the staff has accomplished and what this state has to offer. Uh, name me another state that is having the records that we're having. Yeah, we're on a roll. We're definitely on a roll. Uh, we've got challenges coming up. We have the Asian carp that we have to deal with to make sure that our fisheries are protected. But uh, it's a compliment to our staff and to their planning. We're doing something right. And you're seeing more deer. When there weren't many deer, the turkey population is strong. When there used not to be any turkeys in my lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of good things happening. There's also a part of what y'all do when you do your budgets. I know we're Normandy Hatchery is getting a bunch of pond, state-of-the-art hatchery here in southern middle Tennessee. That's going to mean more fish and more opportunity for everyone. There's more access areas being built across the state on some of our smaller rivers for all the kayak and canoe people and all that. That's part. Is that a part of what you do? Do y'all budget access like that? If it Absolutely. comes before you, y'all say yay to that kind of stuff. Well, and one when point, you can. Well, and one point that I think uh, needs to be made here, and that is, there's been a season of a number of years where we weren't able to do new hatcheries, where we weren't able to do new access areas that were built back in the '60s. Uh, we are making an investment back into the infrastructure that supports our wildlife, that supports our fisheries and our boating public. Uh, we're having to be frugal. You know, the, the sources are limited, but you're starting to see that investment back in our infrastructure. Okay. And I may have cut you short a while ago. You, you talked about the hogs being important in what you got settled here are there other stuff that i may have cut you off before you went to another area that you think was really successful during your six years the budget you know we we took on a fee adjustment that uh we knew would not be popular it was the right thing to do and our fiscal foundation is stronger than it's ever been i'm proud of that i'm proud of the relationship that we have built with the hill uh there's more involvement between our commission the agency and our legislatures then probably there's been in some time jim bledsoe you mentioned Mm -hmm. he has been a remarkable ambassador of building the bridge with the agricultural community to where we're locked arms and there was some independence there at one time not a bad independence but just independence but we're all realizing we do a lot better and get better things done when we lock arms Jim's been uh, a key in making that happen.
Okay, good deal. And the uh, because you are, and to some degree, I always think of TDR is not very political, but you can't have a state organization with the things we do without having some politics in it. There, there's some that are there. And sometimes I, I'm not sure if, if we're interpreted correctly by the public as you read Facebook or Twitter or whatever, the social media out there. Do you feel like the, that your commission is understood correctly, or do you think there's some misunderstandings about what it is you do or try to do? To be honest with you, not entirely. Um, there's a lot of people that didn't know, even know there is a commission. And when a problem right. comes mm-hmm. up and they're not satisfied at, say, a regional office, having a discussion there, they don't know to contact the commissioner. They immediately go to their legislator. Uh, and that's becoming more and more of, of this uh, generation's approach to things. Uh, I think we're doing a better job of getting our message out there and being more hands-on. Uh, we've got to continue that path forward. And does that go back to what you're saying, working a little, locking arms a little bit better in case we get a call and we can all talk to them more? Even in my profession, you know, the different practices of engineering, there there is kind of this dividing line of you practice this, I practice that, those types of things. And what we're finding out is, is that we do a lot better talking with each other and locking arms than staying in our own box. I believe that's the case with our own agency. You know, we're, we're working hand-in-hand hand with agriculture. We've been reaching out to economic development, uh, tourism, Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation. We're beginning to see what good things can happen, what better things can happen when we work together. And that's been fun to see. We got a ways to go, but it's fun to see right now. All right. What are you going to do when you leave here? I got a few questions left, but what are you going to do when you leave here? I guess you answered that sort of earlier, but let's reiterate a little bit. I, I know you're going to get more involved with going outside, but will you somehow stay involved? You think in in um, in helping with the way uh, wildlife and fish is handled in Tennessee? You know, I hope so, but at the same time. Uh, we're going to have five new commissioners. Right. I'm glad you said that. And I think that's healthy. You know, they're going to bring fresh ideas and a fresh perspective. That's healthy for the commission. It's healthy for the agency. And sometimes the way that we did it during our classes uh, participation may not be the right way as we look down the road. Was it, was it a quick six years for you? Did that six years fly by? It did. It really has. And started. what about the last year as chairman? It just seems it like has, it's the other day we were talking about you taking over. It's uh, It has really gone by fast. And it's hard. I won't kid you. It will be hard leaving this. But uh, it, the time is right for those new ideas and fresh faces. Okay. Parting words for some folks. What what would you like to say to the sportsmen of Tennessee as you, as you leave the commission? Continue to reach out to the commission. Uh, believe that we are in the best shape that we have ever been in in our history that is not to say we're in bad shape it's just that there's been intentional proactiveness in increasing the resources and caring for the resources that we have but we need your help we truly need your help this commission will fail if we don't have the sports men and women of this state giving us feedback all right and what would you say what would you like to say to say about or to our director Ed Carter? I know you talk with him a lot, but you have to in your in your role as a commissioner and as chairman. What about what about Ed? You couldn't have a better man in the role of director. 
uh, he has come in at a time where there were a lot of challenges, a heck of a lot of challenges. And if there was anybody who has been phenomenal at steadying the ship, it is Ed. If there's been anyone who has been a phenomenal ambassador of our state and the wildlife and fishery needs of this country, it is Ed Carter. So uh, we are most blessed to have him. Good deal. And finally, what about your wife, Angie? Is she ready for you to come home? Would you, what would you say to her? You know, um, she is my best friend and been a phenomenal support of uh, giving me the chance to do this. Uh, I think there's times that she and the folks back at the office are kind of glad that I come up here and get out of their hair. <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to this next season together. Uh, you know, spending some time outdoors, spending time with the grandkids. Uh, Angie's been the foundation of what I've been able to do here. So. Yeah, and Jason's showing some photographs of y'all out and about together. And it seems like when I first talked to you, you also told me she's a pretty darn good engineer herself. Is that correct? Oh, she's definitely the brains and the looks of our <laughs> firm. And, uh, I just get to drive to meetings every now and then. <laughs> well, I'm sure she'll glad to, to have you back on a on a regular basis anyway anything else commissioner that you'd like to like to add in the last 40 seconds you know it's uh i thank the governor i thank the state and frankly i thank the agency for their patience with me but for the privilege of of getting to fulfill this role uh thank you all so very very much i'll miss you and, and i will say that you have been a, a gentleman to everybody on our on our agencies that you talk to you're always and we notice that thank you sir and we appreciate it appreciate you uh, all right Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you. Thanks for this time. You can watch this show at TWRA TV, uh, YouTube, and uh, check us out at tmwildcast.com, tmwildlife.org, or everywhere. Watch our Facebooks and Twitters and Instagrams, and keep following us. And uh, watch all those other shows out there. Great shows all about you every week. Anyway, thank you, Todd. Thank you, Don. We'll Absolutely. see all y'all next week.